Hello and welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Shop Talk Show. Today we are going to be joining the From Afar podcast, uh, which uh, we have a, a new thing where normally this is a one-on-one conversation. Now it's a five-on-one conversation, and normally you have to pay extra for that sort of thing. But this time uh-huh. we are going to just uh, get it for the same low, low price of dirt cheap free. Uh, so <laughs> love free. Today's conversation is going to be about emotional intelligence, but before we get into it, uh, Andy, why don't you tell us and tell our listeners what From Afar is? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Andy Tilstra, um, and I am one of four of the FAP boys, and that's From Afar <laughs> podcast. Uh, it is a it is a, uh, a curse and a blessing with that acronym, but we are a D- Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in the I believe it is the standard Faerun mm-hmm. setting, but David has created a homebrew narrative where we are searching for the lost city of Atlantis. And I play in Hobgoblin Samurai, um, and I won't. And then Christian and Gooby play the other characters, and David DMs, and I'll let them introduce themselves with the characters they play for that podcast as well. Gooby, yeah. Um, my- my name's Christian Spinella, uh, and I play uh, Kippa Willowind on the From Afar podcast. Yeah, and I play Seekhart Nozigar, uh, variant human paladin of edginess and sadness, but really just a goofball. And, and what's your name? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Goodwill Maxon. Sorry, I forgot to say that part, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do go by Goovy, though. It's a lot easier for people to say. And we are also joined by your dungeon master. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is David. Uh, David Tilstra. I am Andy's older, younger brother. It really <laughs> depends on the on the day of the week. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, no, we're just a, a bunch of old like high school buds that decided to make a D and D podcast a couple years back, and it's been a pretty wild ride so far. So th- thanks for having us here, man. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And if you're coming at this from another source, again, I'm Jason from the um, Shield Bash podcast. We are an actual play Pathfinder 1st edition. We're running the Serpent Skull Adventure Path. And um, then we also have a couple side shows like this, the Shop Talk Show, where we sit down and talk about meta-level topics. Mm. For instance, today's emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as per usual, I always let my, my guests pick the topic. So, who in your group picked, like, who was like, yes, emotional intelligence? David's probably, pointing like we're all in the Andy. same, same uh, orientation uh, and I don't know who you're trying here. to point at. Yeah, <laughs> Which one of us Andy. really just it tops out on that emotional <laughs> intelligence chart? Andy? I was trying to point at Andy. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I was a, a, a hero and now I'm the villain when it comes to emotional <laughs> intelligence. I knew I was so good. But yeah, I chose emotional intelligence because I feel like we could talk about that. For possibly years, such as doctoral thesis level amount of time, so I thought an hour with Jason here would be would be a ripe amount of time to talk about. Emotional <laughs> I think it's a great topic. I'm it's excited. such a good topic. Okay. Well, uh, why don't we just start with? Uh, let's just kind of go around the horn, and we'll start with Andy because it was his topic of choice to begin with. What is like your big thing on emotional intelligence? Like in in one or two sentences, like what's the most important thing that you would have to say to start this conversation off? God, you started wow. with me. I was really hoping I'd be last on this one. Um, <laughs> it's the reason why I figured out who who picked it because I figured you would have have the most to say. 
So in two sentences or less, okay, emotional intelligence is the intelligence that makes things happen. I don't know. Like, we're going to have to unpack this so much. There's no way I can say this in two sentences. I feel like it's what is taught and learned through life that you can only acquire through other people versus like other knowledges you can acquire through like internal research, like reading a book or like watching a video. Whereas emotional intelligence, there's no way you can ever learn anything without seeing someone else or interacting with someone else. David? When Andy uh, said we were going to be doing this show and uh, when, you, when you sent us over the like sort of outline of what we're going to be talking about, I actually got really excited because I think emotional intelligence is something that like we can always get better at and always, we're always learning like every day and i think one of a really cool side effect of like ttrpgs is you get a chance to like experience things that you wouldn't normally experience on, on like a day-to-day level so that gives you a chance to like grow and like mature in your emotional intelligence and i think something that like just from our standpoint of from our podcast just in the playing and then like the producing of our show i personally feel like i've grown very much, or a lot. I don't, I don't know which one is more grammatically correct. <laughs> I feel like I've grown a lot in like the two years we've been doing this, solely with like in the field or in the realm of emotional intelligence, because it's it's pretty. We put our thing, we put ourselves through a lot of really intense things in the game, and then we also put ourselves through a lot of really intense things in real life to make sure that people can listen to this game. So I think it's just it was just an interesting topic that I feel like not a lot of people talk about in. Uh, in regards to TTRPGs, so I, I was pretty excited about it. I know that was that was, that was two very long run-on sentences. Um, yeah, I noticed a lot of comments. Now you're diving into a third one, so... I watch yeah, think I saw a semicolon in there. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, 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 yeah, no, uh, I love the topic of emotional intelligence because it's, it's the interpersonal side of things. Like Andy said, you can't read a book and then like be the emotional intelligence guru you have to interact with others and through the podcast and everything i mean we started this podcast because we were just playing a game to keep in touch and i mean there's definitely been there was growing pains and a lot of things like that but like the emotional connection i think that we've all shared through it all and it it served its purpose like we've stayed in touch and we still talk every day and uh it I, when it comes to the EQ here, I, I think with you boys I, is when I have the highest operating emotional intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, that, yeah. Is that David Hawkins reference? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, I think it, uh, as David was saying, like it's a very large part of like, to me, what makes like the most fun table is when everyone can be really tuned into everyone else's emotions and their own emotions as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we talk about, like, improv and how that helps and, you know, how do you run your table or what do you like to do with your players? But sometimes it comes down to just the people and the feelings at the table that are the most important. And last but certainly not least, Christian. Okay. um, I think uh, emotional intelligence is... uh, intelligence about your emotions and (laughs) (laughs) following following sentence is uh i think that you gain it only through understanding of yourself and interacting with others uh and that's my thoughts on emotional intelligence
That was three. That was three. Good, I good summation there, Christian, of what we just ran on saying. <laughs> I was like, there's not much here for me, Dad. Uh, so for our listeners, uh, when emotional intelligence was chosen, I admit I, I had to look up like a, a, an actual definition to figure out what exactly it was we were going to be, be talking about. And just in a pure categorical definition, emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. So you can see why this is important in a in any sort of group setting, let alone something where you're literally make believing with a bunch of other people, right? That's, you know, that is such a spicy definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, judiciously and empathetically. Oh, yeah, yeah. what a great it's, pairing! Oh yeah, oh. It, it really it's to me it boiled down to like knowing enough about yourself to be like to be self-aware enough to know Mm -hmm. like what's going on and like when you're overreacting when you're underreacting when Mm -hmm. when something is like okay i don't have a problem with this but i can tell other people at the table do have a problem with this Mm -hmm. exactly yeah like say you're a dm running a scene and it's something that like makes a player uncomfortable you do want to be aware enough that that's happening or vice versa if you're uncomfortable you want to be aware enough of yourself to be able to communicate that fact um it like it comes down to a lot of the core Mm -hmm. pieces of what makes just a really fun role play table i think too um all right the gears are turning boys get ready for you've got the fingers up I think as a TTRPG, right, you are improvising. That's kind of, I think, the colloquial term for what what all is going on, right? It's like, oh, we're improvising. There's so much more to that, though. I think, like, to to take, like, you know, very blatant terms, basically the people around the table are giving birth to something at the same time with the amount of, with everyone having an equal share of responsibility about what's happening. So I think emotional intelligence is so important because how many horror stories have we heard or how many truly disparaging stories have we heard about someone crossing a line or something happening where someone is truly traumatized by something that happens because everyone around that table has just as much say as the other person. Mm. And when you have that one line crosser who is missing some very critical cue or is just completely on a different wavelength that takes it to that level that is very negative. I think that's where emotional intelligence is truly needed. <laughs> and yeah. not even not even like uh, like full scale, but like on smaller scales, you know, a scene that doesn't that's boring for the DM to run, or a scene that's boring for the players to play through. Emotional intelligence comes like the ability to read that and know that and be able to be like, yeah, we we can close this up and move on to something else. Like it, it doesn't only hit that high level, but it mm. also hits those smaller moments as well. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Before we got into the uh, the actual recording, we were talking. You know, I mentioned I play Pathfinder First Edition. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I really like it is their convention stuff. Right, there's a lot of stuff you can do at cons and a lot of organization. 
So I play at conventions a lot. And I remember specifically one time this guy, we call him Library of the Lion Guy. Uh, and our my horror stories about this one individual are many and varied. Oh no! But how does he keep a, coming back? <laughs> he doesn't anymore. But that's a different story, um, which is also our may, fault. May, but oh no! no. Um, get him uh, out. Where's my tea? Yeah, uh, I won't get too much into it. But uh, basically, the the one that came to mind though was. We were doing this this mid level scenario, and like we're we're going to find this um, this nomadic grouping of people, and we have to try and encourage them to help us with our mission. And we're all trying to do these things, and he just is like, "I want to buy a scroll to copy it into my spellbook." And we're like, "I have to do this, guys!" All right. But we're like, and the DM is just like, "Hey." Like, you're in the middle of this, like, nomadic tribe that, you know, you might find a few potions, but they're not going to have scrolls sitting around, let alone mm-hmm. ones that you can copy into their your spellbook. These are, like, mm-hmm. druids and wardens and stuff like that, not wizards. Mm-hmm. And it became a ten-minute thing of him arguing with the dungeon master that they're a settlement of a certain side. And it was just like, you've mm-hmm. completely pulled everything away from what we were doing mm-hmm. and made it all about this other thing mm-hmm. because you were so disconnected. That you don't realize. Yeah. It's, it's what like this is not yeah. a thing. <laughs> it's literally like I said in the definition to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Like mm-hmm. being able to understand that oh I'm taking up the space of everyone else around me. I'm like getting in the way of telling a good story or having everyone enjoy it. It's being able to like be empathetic with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and judiciously in the sense of like, it shouldn't take ten minutes to figure out that this right. isn't something that we should be harping on and focusing on. We should be able to kind of quickly be able to be like, oh, well, maybe finding a scroll and copying it into my spellbook isn't the most fun story to tell with everyone at yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think that really something... should have been. Oh, Go ahead, Christian. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's something I think that we've grown in a lot since starting our show is uh, our ability to sense and empathize with one another like while role-playing and actually playing the game. Like We've gotten so much better at knowing, like, okay, it's time for this scene to be over, or like, oh, let's drag mm-hmm. this out. This is really interesting. Yeah. And it, it's all, you know, without words, it's just very natural mm-hmm. now, but... For it's sure. because we've developed that emotional intelligence of understanding each other, understanding like where the other person's at and what they're well, feeling. It makes me think that like so a TTRPG, we're humans in a arguably real world playing a fictional game. So when like Andy, Christian, David and Gooby like sit around a table, there we can never separate entirely those four identities from the four that are that are at the table. So with emotional intelligence, though, I think there's there's moments where we're more aligned than not. And I know that there's certain scenes where, like, all eight of our identities, maybe even more because David's playing, like, several different characters in a single scene. Two, only two characters. He held up his, his fingers. Only two characters. I think that there's, like, an emotional attunement where all, all of our emotional awarenesses... Because even though, like, Andy may be feeling something, like, when I play Arius, I have to play a different type of emotion... But when all of those align, then that's where you get that magic. That's where you get like those, like I think of like the end of like once we killed Selrock and we had to like 
arranged Dylan. Spoiler alert. Oh, I, oh Spoiler. no. Oh, my God. Oh, God. We had to now arrange. I'm not even going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I, we have too many listeners. I had to cull the week for a second. Um, <laughs> <Shuffling>. <laughs> but, like, when we – that scene where all of us said, like, a couple liners, like, one or two liners – and then we arranged it, and then we just left. I don't know. I felt like all of us were on such like a level of yeah. accordance mm-hmm. that that's the emotional intelligence. That was like the emotional connection of a TTRPG because it's not just Andy. It's Andy playing as Arius with Goofy playing as Seacart, with Christian playing as Kippa, with David playing as everybody else. As, as the villain, as the NPCs, as the this and that. As the but world. How do we, how do I, we I follow like, that and sorry i i think too like it's it's that like you said that that magic moment like where you get those scenes where you as the player get a little choked up like i i've cried during recordings of our podcast like when we all hit those moments and yeah. we're just it's it's digital jazz man bio <laughs> <laughs> digital jazz <laughs> Yeah, I understood that reference. Hey, my guy. <laughs> well, I'm curious to hear, da- like David, like so as a player, I'm just worried about one person. So as a DM, yeah, and that's to- that's like I have a whole notes section thing of like how Kippa feels right now, and I update it like every session basically, or when big things happen. But like that's enough on my plate alone to be able to like Andy's saying it's like you're playing another person. So your emotions are involved, but also you have to consider what their emotions are. How do those two blend? Like, it's an extension of myself, so I I put myself into this character. And that's a lot to worry about and think about and, like, consider when you're, like, jumping into play this thing. But, David, yeah, you have, like, numbers upon numbers and numbers of NPCs and people that we've met and, like, amazing characters and a cast of, like... Yeah, and people we haven't even met yet that are, like you have to like get in their heads too and consider all of those things well i, I think i just i just have more notes than you that's the only only difference I just have, <laughs> I just have more notes. no um well i i think i've mentioned this before i'm just eternally i will be eternally grateful like doing going on this journey with you three specifically because the times that I am getting lost in the different characters, lost in the story. I know, like, oh, if I just take a step back and just, like, recenter and refocus, I know you guys will be able to run for a few moments, a few minutes, whatever, without me. I, I know, like, for the last episode, for example, I knew if I just put Andy's character and Gooby's character together, I could literally just step back, and they would just do, <laughs> like, there was, like, they did, like, five scenes, like, just by themselves. <laughs> and it was it was beautiful. Like, and, like, it's, I think... Like, I guess what I'm trying to say here to try to boil it down is, I think as a DM, it can get overwhelming. Or as a DM, as a GM, as someone who's running a TTRPG, it, it definitely can get overwhelming with just the sheer amount of, of emotions you you can be feeling, the sheer amount of things you're trying to remember, and like the and like the grand scope, big picture thing of like, okay, like, how do I herd these cats into a place that I like where the story can end or where their stories will have a climactic satisfying ending. But I think what I'm trying to say is none of that would be able to happen if there wasn't trust. And I think that's a huge, Mm. 
a huge mm-hmm. part of being emotionally intelligent. Like you, we can do one shots, we can do whatever with people, and they can be fun and goofy and and or, or serious and dark and like, foreboding. But if if we're trying to tell these like big wild stories, and if everyone's pouring so much of their heart and soul into these characters and into these moments, I think it's so important that. I think one of the first things that you need, and I think I think we definitely have this from afar, is you just need that trust because Absolutely. with without that, like if like for this might be a little spoilery, but at the end of our like we, we, our our show is broken up into like chapters, basically in between the chapters, there's like downtime moments. Uh, in the last downtime moment, I had some stuff prepped for Goofy's character that I was like, this will be very clearly in-game stuff i will not touch this for a while and then he and then he started like and then then, then it just started unfolding in in such a way that i was like wait a minute this needs this stuff needs to happen now and like i remember like pushing some stuff on goofy and him kind of being like okay all right and then he would put some back like put some stuff back on me like it just turned into this like really epic like wild moment and i don't think that 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 wouldn't have been able to happen in like a one shot or in like a a a thing a, a a session with a new group like i think yeah in a in a situation where you don't have the time to like tuning fork everybody's mm-hmm. emotions and everything to the same wavelength yeah or, or, and even even just like i mean it's scary jumping into a scene or jumping into a moment that you have no idea what the outcome is going to be and like doing that with with a bunch of people you don't know or a bunch of characters you don't know like that can just be really terrifying and i think that's one of the things that could turn people off to to ttrpgs and i'm I think you need a certain level of, like I said, this trust and this, like this chemistry, to be able to to do these things. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying we're we're doing anything magical or special over it from afar. I just think we're we've known speak each other for, for yourself, a long. Big bro, yeah, speak for yourself, <laughs> man. I, I just think we know each other really well, and like we're able to vibe with each other. I think that like having that level of security allows you to open yourself emotionally basically and i think that's being able to have that space to open up i think is a huge part of emotional intelligence i don't know if that answered your question christian i think i often rambled are we still on two sentences um, <laughs> um, okay, by my count you're only at one sentence okay cool <laughs> run on sentence i i want to backtrack a bit too um to where you mentioned you put the two characters together and like just let them run there is a a wonderful thing about a dm who knows when to just shut up oh yeah mm-hmm. you know and yeah. just like that's just, emotional just, intelligence right there yeah <laughs> yeah hey, right there. there it is because they know like okay things are happening i don't actually have to be involved this mm-hmm. can run mm-hmm. and then we just see what comes of it and then like being able then to understand it and build it up build up with it and everything mm-hmm. like that which is it's great that you guys have that familiarity that's that's kind of our our claim to fame. Whenever we talk, we're like, yeah, we know each other. I've known David for basically my whole life. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say this once and for all. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. You have known me your entire life. Oh, I have known. Wait, hold on. I said that wrong. Damn it. No, he's known you for <laughs> yeah. his entire life. I've known he's you known my entire life for twenty-seven years. Several years where you weren't the picture. Twenty. Oh yeah, you um, twenty-seven brother. this year. What I was going to say, though, I mean, before I made that dumb joke, I, 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 <laughs> I, I am uh, blurring the annals of history. It's a good joke. Uh, add an accent to that. It could change the meaning. Um, yeah, <laughs> blurring I, the annals of history. <laughs> what I Sorry. meant to say was that I believe that kind of what you're going off, what you're saying, Jason, of like 
when to shut up, right? I think emotional intelligence is the antithesis of narcissistic tendencies because a narcissist can only understand their own perspective mm. from where they're sitting, regardless of what other people say. So emotional intelligence, I would say, is understanding the whole and how you fit within it, which I think is integral to TTRPGs because oh. you are never the main character at any main at any point. <laughs> Just like that yeah. guy who wants to buy the scroll. I want to buy a scroll. You're telling me I can't go and buy the scroll? Well, according to the rules, there should be a scroll. It's like, oh my god, dude. Like You clearly are missing <laughs> every boat that's leaving this port right now. Yeah, that, that's also, that hypothetically. If, if the DM tells you... <laughs> No, there's no scroll. There is no argument that now there is a scroll. And I think, unfortunately, people enter in TTRPGs looking to be the James Bond of the group, which yeah. is not very emotionally intelligent. Yeah, we, we ain't James Bond. We the Avengers. Mm. Everyone's a supporting actor. Yeah. When everyone's a supporting actor, no one's a main actor, and they're all just lifting the other person up. Yeah. yeah, ensemble casts and all that. Mm. Ensemble Absolutely. casts, and David, you can't I was complimenting Goofy's analogy because that was a great analogy. Oh, good. it was. I but, like. Yeah, that. like you can't have a TTRPG without an ensemble cast. And, and, and yeah, there's, like, so, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, like it requires a group. If you want to be the main character, do a one-on-one session with the DM. Play like, a video game. Play, go, go yeah, honestly, honestly, don't even play a one-on-one session with the DM because the DM's still part of the ensemble. So, it's, yeah, just play a video game. <laughs> Specifically designed to make this singular person have the most amount of plot armor on every account. <laughs> here, here from our podcast, we hate video games. So uh, if you like bro. video games, stop listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> this one, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's yeah. our show today. Uh, I'm <laughs> not, not this one, not Shield Dash. <laughs> but it, it, I think when 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 you start looking at, I think when a table falls apart, I think what's really happening is there's misunderstandings of what each player's role is. I haven't been involved in a lot of tables falling apart because I basically play with these three guys, and we are constantly, you know, passing the baton, taking it. Uh, you know, stepping in front, you know, being a backup singer or or being the, the front man Dan, which is, I think, the most organic way to play a table. But if a table falls apart, I think there's one or two people who are truly thinking they are the cornerstone and all that needs to happen. They are the, the mayonnaise and the chicken salad at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't already know, these guys are apparently from the South. We are. <laughs> we are. Well, well, you were at chicken salad sandwiches. Dripping with mayonnaise. So much mayonnaise. I don't think I've seen a chicken salad sandwich in 10 years. Out, <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm honestly a little bit floored at how, like, that, that obscure piece of knowledge, and you're like, wait a minute. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's wild. I love it. That's yeah. It's just one of those things. If you talk about that, or if you're real big into barbecue, uh, <laughs> barbecue is an important thing to you. Um, also, if you if you understand the difference between barbecue and grilling, because up here everybody <laughs> says barbecue, but really they mean grilling, and it's There's not a big the, difference there. Yeah, it's I, categorically like different. That mm. Orlando is so far south, it's back north again. Because yeah. like it's basically well, all cent- the north Central Florida, I would Orlando say. Central Florida. Orlando. I grew up in Auburndale, y'all. That is 
No. Yeah. You go a little bit farther south and you're back south again. <laughs> you go a little bit farther south and you're just in the ocean. That's how far <laughs> Auburndale is down. Um, well, I, I had this kind of question percolating in this, well, this conversation, which is like, when you know someone, like our, our bond, our relationship goes so deep, I do wonder if at times that may inhibit emotional intelligence between us so, or... So it it absolutely does, but through time, you actually get to then learn how to come past those. Like, do you remember in early episodes of the podcast, I could see your gears cranking. I could see you, like, overthinking what to say, and I would be, like, in character, hilarious, what do you think about that? And then out of game, you were like, hey, Gooby, I kind of hate when you do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, 100%, that inhibited your experience. Because Goovy knew you enough to be right. like, Andy's in his head. I need to get him, like, just moving. Mm-hmm. And then you were... But we, outside of the game, then, you had the also emotional intelligence to then convey, like, hey, by the way, Goovy, stop. And then <laughs> we stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, exa- that's kind of what I was thinking, where it's like, if... if it's like when, you, when you're with someone for a long time, they can say one word, and it just sets you off. Or they can just do one action. So I, sometimes I wonder if like our relationship is so deep at the table where it's like, oh, David, oh, oh, David's upset about something I said. Oh, no. And then I get in my head versus if someone didn't know David that well enough, they'd be like, oh, I'm just going to keep going. It's, it's actually like this a bit of a tangent. Like there was that there was like one session where that was that, that was absolutely happening. Like these guys, I could not get them to do oh. anything. And I was I was getting so pissed. And like as soon as we finished the. The episode, I was like, I almost called him up. I'm like, we need to record that again because, like, it you could tell like we were angry. I think I threw a shark at Christian randomly. I was yeah, like, what are you exactly dude? What yeah, like, you're talking about? Like, yeah, it's the one episode <laughs> I drank a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> alcohol, there's a bomber's peak with alcohol and TTRPGs where, like, it's better, it's better, it's better. We are at peak performance, and now we are not being very empathetic towards each other. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's right, a cliff. Right before we started talking about uh, alcohol and saying bad words, I forgot to ask, is it okay to talk about alcohol and say bad words on this podcast? Uh, where, how can I describe this? Um, you know the jokes you make as a kid, and they say only adults should make those jokes, but then you mm-hmm. make those jokes as an adult, and they say, that's childish? <laughs> that is our podcast. Okay, okay good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, on our uh, podcast, we have literally 10 minutes on one poop joke, so I, I think we're in the same vein here. Uh, let's. One of the running jokes in our, our podcast it was very early on, um, there was some dead air, and everybody was just kind of like, what do we do? And I was like, so there I was, balls deep in a camel. <laughs> and that has just become one of our running jokes through the whole thing. Was it, was it just the right height? No bucket required? Yeah, right. Oh, VR, baby. Wait, camels can, you know, late, like, get down. Uh, He's thought all about it. He now tell me, time. Jason, was it one hump or two? Oh, there it is. Oh, no. Oh, oh you meant for the camel. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm strictly a, a two lumps. Two uh, lumps. Yeah, strictly yeah. One that's maximum hand. grippage one for each hand as you <laughs> oh my god i can't yeah. even finish that um, sentence so so uh, swear away please okay, okay. okay. well as i said that fuck, yes um no I, I think that's an interesting an interesting question andy and i think that's something i think that's pe- something people could ask themselves like, even aside from ttrpgs is just like 
when you get too comfortable in a situation or with someone, are you letting yourself stagnate and not like challenging yourself to like keep your emotional intelligence and just like every, I guess every aspect of your life like on the rise? Like that, 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 I never thought about that. That's a really interesting. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Good, good questions. If you want better, que- a better life, ask better questions. Oh. No, don't you say that. Don't you start bringing out those philisms on me. Whoa, no. that looks really cool. When you what change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. Mm-hmm. Guys, I thought I was changing something personally for myself, but it changed it for everybody, and I'm I was sorry. Like, yep. yeah, I was like, this is ballsy. Almost, <laughs> a, almost camel ballsy for Jason. I, 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 I actually thought my computer was just crashing. I was like, what yeah, is going on? I too. Uh, so our background has changed where now we all look like we're uh, attending a uh, like a Roman amphitheater. Yeah, a, Gre- <laughs> a Greco-Roman. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of amazing. Bits of Romeo and Juliet in the park. So, um, I feel so, like we've gone a little off topic, Jason. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, back, back to things. So quick, quick side note, I was just trying to full screen and I accidentally did this. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. What, uh, back to the the familiarity. Uh, one of my best friends who has since moved to uh, to Florida, and we used to play video games all the time. Oh, yes. Hung out all the time, played a lot of co op games, and we had that kind of like unspoken thing where like I could just be like Drew, and he would just be like, "I'll be there in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he'd be like, five. I'm like, five, five. Okay, and, like and we just knew what was going on with just simple simple things like that but then we got out of high school and life became a little more complicated and uh there were times where those things really weren't an effective way of communicating but we were so used to communicating that way that it was just like okay we probably kind of need to break this mold a little bit uh you know not that we were emotionally intelligent enough to realize that this is what we needed to do but you know we eventually worked through it but we figured out like we need to be more communicative you know when you start including so many new conflicts things 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 need better communication Mm. and i will say it again because it comes up every episode communication is so important in Mm. these and part of emotional intelligence is you know the whole point to emotional intelligence is being able to communicate these things Mm -hmm. vulnerability vulnerability too like being able to vulnerably talk about things and communicate how you're feeling or what you need and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I say we have times like even having been friends for over 10 years where we shine in that and we, we don't shine in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I wanted to add to Jason, you know, communication is effective. Um, I think growing up here, I would, I live by that rule. I'm like, Oh, I can never, if I communicate, all my problems will be will be solved, which I know you're not saying, but that's how that's when I I know when I was growing up, or even recently, you know, I'm engaged, getting married in a month, so like congratulations, thank you. But like you know, in in this relationship, because I think yeah, you know, when things change, I was like, okay, if I just communicate, things will be okay. And I'd be like, hey, hey, what's wrong? Hey, 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 talk to me. Hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's going on? So I think. Communication is key with emotional intelligence. Understanding that communicating verbally is not always needed. Such well, as I think with 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 TTRPG, sometimes just being silent and just letting just letting it happen is what needs to be. Two two things, kind of to piggyback off what you just said and kind of talk about what Jason just said. I think 
realizing that there's multiple ways to communicate and sometimes yeah. those, those ways of communication will change like between like me and you andy might have a certain way to communicate on monday but on like a tuesday it might change or something you know what i mean like it, 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 between the same people it could change just given the circumstances mm-hmm. but there, there's uh to take it back to the, the show a little bit there's a couple of my favorite scenes have been um i think all three of you have had moments like this where like you've all just like you've you've had a problem your characters have had a problem and you've like gone out to like a solo place a place where you've just like been by yourself and just like existed you didn't try to solve the problem you just like sat there and just absorbed the emotions and just let kind of the emotions like take over for a second i think that i've always thought that was that that was a cool way to do it because it wasn't just like all right we're gonna try to fix this right now let's just communicate our way through this let's let's solve this problem it's just you guys existing in those uncomfortable moments for however long it was in in the game time i I just thought that was kind of cool and what you just said and you kind of sparked that in my mind but yeah no for sure i think i know i had the assumption where it's like oh the explicit communication means that you're always moving forward i think that's a very black and white way to look at yeah emotions of others Mm -hmm. yeah because like that might be the best way for you to communicate, but the person on the other end, maybe that's their worst way of communicating. And, you know, it could be English for you and, and mm-hmm. Spanish for them. And they're just like, I don't know how to respond to you mm-hmm. when you do this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The big thing is, oh, go ahead, Christian. No, I was just going to say like, it also part of it too. It's like, if we're talking about like at the table, TTRPGs, like could, certain types of communications are learned and you grow in them as you like do them more. Um, for instance, like starting a podcast with people that were already like close friends of mine that I'd known for years, like we had to start learning how to communicate with each other in a different way and more of like a professional, like, like this is like our business type of thing or our project. And Mm. It, it changed the way that we communicated with each other and we were we had to learn new ways to communicate with each other to like meet each other and emotionally on these like new hard topics to approach when you're creating something collaboratively yeah um, absolutely yeah and, and same for at the table like if you're playing with a group of people the longer that you play with them the more you'll be able to like have that emotionally understood like form of communicating i mean you could have a banger session one but it's never going to be as great and as deep as a session 10, 20, 30. Like you're, you just, because the characters that we're inhabiting get to grow together as well. Mm-hmm. The players running them, the DM running the game and the characters within that world also get to grow. They're not stagnant. And so, whereas our very first episode we were all kind of hitting these one notes uh, by episode. I mean, what are we at now? 53, 52. We're at episode two. Um, yeah, we're at episode two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like now, I mean, how many times have Seagart and Arius been able to be like, I hate the way you're doing this. But then we've had those moments where they'll swap roles and like Arius might be the more stubborn and bullheaded one and Seacart might actually slow down for a minute. Mm-hmm. Or like where Kippa 
is such a goofball, but then he actually has these very intense and serious moments. Like it, the characters get to grow the longer that they're alive, mm-hmm. because the characters themselves get to gain more emotional intelligence to the other characters in the world. Yeah, and you just get more comfortable being in their skin too, to the point where a simple question of like how they would respond to something isn't—it doesn't stress you out anymore, because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, I know that how they'd respond to this, or yeah. I know that they would react in this way. Yeah, learning who your character is huge. <laughs> it's like that—that's always something to like. That's been something really cool to, to watch, actually. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I I was actually looking away from the camera, and I turned back and you're making out. Come on, guys! I'm sorry that I ever started yeah, that. That was hilarious. That physical intelligence, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> you could cut that part out. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it's staying in because I'm <laughs> like. Andy is going into the upper left corner where he's already in the upper left corner and Christian's going to the bottom right corner of his screen and he's in the bottom right corner of my screen. So you guys are like, <laughs> so you're playing Portal 2. That makes total sense. Like, at this point, like you just, I kind of presumed you guys were licking imaginary dicks because uh, it was kind of... <laughs> Oh, oh, say they're imaginary. Jason, it's the only Maybe way. Maybe invisible. I don't know what your guys, what your guys' personal lives are like. That's uh... Andy, would you like to tell us about your wonderful groom that you're getting married to? Yeah, um, their name's <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> uh, oh, that, I, you know, I just saw the thing that Nick Cage was getting married. Congratulations! <laughs> Yo, what a what a land, Nick Cage, dude! Wow. <laughs> That would be a wild ride. What a poll. Yeah. I would show him off everywhere. I'd be like, this is my husband, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's right. If we Nicolas could do this Cage. again and uh, we could get him on the podcast, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> you may remember him from movies such as um, The that's Color what? Out of Space, where he was real strange. <laughs> he was a weird guy in that movie. Is he getting married the to, rock? This, <laughs> to this lady, this... Uh, Sorry, we. I'll talk about this later. I don't. I don't want to derail your podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, well, uh, if anybody has listened to all of these, you know that off tangent is just the way things go. So, oh yeah. Well, well, in that case, I know this girl because I worked on a movie with Nick Cage, and that was like the day he started dating this girl. Oh, oh he's so actually he's getting, getting married. Like, get married. I, I looked it up. It says, uh, "Oh, it was just a girlfriend." I don't know. It looked it. If it's Nick Cage, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they're getting pretty serious. I wouldn't be surprised. Nico Shibata? That's her. It's Nick we're talking about. He only knows 100% speed. Yo, when did this fucking philanderer start dating this? He's married to me, okay? (laughs) But if you you offend Nick Cage, he's gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) Oh, man. That joke was so good, it might as well be a national treasure. Oh, right back at you. Dang. That's the extent of my Nicolas Cage face off between you two guys oh, right man. now. Another good poll. Oh, very good. You know, I could think of some pros and I could think of some cons. Airtime is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Damn. one. Damn. Give me a second. Dang, gotta, Christian, we should watch Con go. Air at the next movie night. <laughs> good one. That was a good thing that you just said, though, Gooby. I forgot what it was. But <laughs> like, right I really Man, do Jesus. appreciate you uh, so gassing up my my point. Um, 
moving forward though so why don't we jump into some some good examples <laughs> here you guys um you guys obviously have known each other as you've said for over a decade uh you have been doing the podcast you you sounds like you guys hang out outside of the podcast as well <laughs> occasionally okay yeah it sounds like you know when you have to right mm, well, sometimes <laughs> we feel like it too I did what? just leave ha- Christian's house having dinner with him and his parents. <laughs> yeah. I, I ate scones with Andrew this morning. And I presume at least some of you, probably not David, will be going to the wedding. Hopefully. Oh, Never I'm, I'm still waiting for the invite. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's only a few weeks away, and I'm kind of like, hello. Hey, if someone drops, you're on my like third third tier. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah. But, like, what are, what are some of your guys' best examples of... Or what is some of your worst examples of emotional intelligence? Not necessarily in the podcast, but just in in a TTRPG setting kind of in general, or game setting. I, I'll, I'll start off with, with one real quick, just to, to take it to the podcast. Um, there have been um, tw- uh, two times now uh, that we have finished recording an episode, and some technical goblin technical god has been like you know what that was such a good episode i'm just gonna delete it for you don't worry about it i don't want this episode to air and if it did then we wouldn't be able to make more episodes it would have been a dwarven masterwork it's true um but the uh from a personal standpoint both of those times have almost made me want to stop doing the podcast like that might that might be making it a little extreme but like it, it has been, I, I've gotten to a very dark place, especially with the first time we lost it. Because I, I was like, dang, I finally feel like I hit my, my, my stride as a DM. I'm feeling good. That was really fun. That was a really cool cliffhanger. Oh, and there were, the files are all corrupted. Motherfucker, I'm never doing this again. And like For like a week, I was just like, oh, oh I'm done. But like, thanks to these boys, like we, we worked through it. We made it all. We fixed everything. We got it all up and running again. But I think... Uh, to start off as a negative, that that's probably been some of my worst, and specifically about TTRPGs, but like turning into a positive, having these three chuckle fucks around have, has really helped get through those moments in the show specifically. Because um, that's how, like I said, that's happened twice, and there's been a couple other times where like, I've been like, I'm not good at this, and like, I'll like run off crying to the corner, and these guys will come help me and get myself out of my hole. So like, I I, I actually think that's super interesting, though, David, because, I mean, for the one, you are too hard on yourself. Be a little gentler, but you're you're good at this. But um, emotionally intelligence-wise, or emotional intelligence-wise, at no point did I ever think you were being so hard on yourself because you felt like you'd crushed it that episode. And I think that, that... that example is a low point right there that I just discovered is like, I wasn't thinking about how you felt about your performance or our performances. It became a very much like logical, like we lost it. We have to record again. It's not a big deal. Let's keep moving without ever thinking like, Oh, maybe Dave felt like that's the best he's ever done. No, that's, so, uh, that's interesting to hear that. No, yeah, that, that was a, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how those first couple episodes where I was like, is just a side little tangent. This is this show is the first time I've ever DM'd, ever. Mm. And so like the first couple, I was very, very 
very hard on myself of like, oh my gosh, I'm there's this guy named Matthew Mercer and he's just so much better than me and there's no way Matt I could, Mercer like, effect. Like, they, like things like that. It's like just so ridiculous like to think about it now and it's like but it, it's it's been cool to grow with these guys and like I sorry I haven't been more, more communicative about that Gooby, but it, it like you guys have really helped like to, to go back to your question, like working with these these guys and these close friends has really helped me grow emotionally and intelligently <laughs> uh, uh, with, uh, would you say just, emotionally intelligently no I don't know if I'd say that I think I've grown emotionally and intelligently but I don't know if I could combine those two words together. <laughs> um, but yeah no I think that, that that was those moments were some of my my lower ones and it, like only with the help of these guys have I been able to get through those in regards to the podcast also, I'm very sorry. Complete side note. It just started storming super bad. It I don't really know if did. you guys can hear the lightning and thunder, but you can't hear the lightning. That makes sense. I, I don't uh, know if you guys can hear the thunder. Um, no, we, we, we don't hear anything. I don't have anything about YouTube. Maybe it's, maybe yeah. it's coming my way. Um, I don't know. You guys are getting pretty choppy on my end, but I don't are know. Really? There was a little bit of chop. There was a little, little uh, chop chop. Well, I hope, hope the storm clears up and this doesn't... We mentioned the technical goblins, and oh, they no. were like... Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. What was that? <laughs> I've done it. Somebody I've incited called? them. And then they, Who then said they... you made it through it, then? <laughs> <laughs> Time to hit that self-esteem. What were you saying, Andy? Um, I think, so I think the... I think with creating a... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons or TTRPG podcast, you have to kind of walk this fine line of emotional intelligence because you're you're not just playing a game; like you do have an audience to some degree. Um, so there's been a few times where we've been playing where I know I've been like, "Hey guys, like, like we 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 gotta go, or like we gotta do something, or like we gotta keep moving." So and like I know there's one episode I forget exactly which one it was, but I, I think I brought up how we need to be faster. So we recorded one episode where we like sprinted through it and then we finished it and we all kind of were just sitting there and it was like, that was really bad. Like no one enjoyed that it at was all. Like one of the worst feeling episodes. Of yeah. The sessions we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were kind of like, and we we're like, okay, like, well we did it. We went fast. It was awful. So let's just never do that again. Um, so that was probably like a low point or one of the worst, like, cause I think we, and that's when we had to really have a conversation, like, why are we doing this? Are we doing this to entertain? Are we doing this to, you know, uh, build the relationship between us four? And I think when we're doing the second one, when we're just focusing on us four on what makes us, us four happy, that's success is inevitable, be it small or large. And um, I think, I think arguably to add on to that, when we're just focused on, making our brothers laugh and having a good time with each other is when we're the most entertaining when we're focused on trying to be entertaining and like be like oh we gotta go fast we Mm. we missed the mark scenic it's very true so i think that was (laughs) that was a super low one for me and i think and there's been a few times i've kind of broken but like hey guys we we can't have banter this long we gotta come on let's start recording now let's kids move on um, and that's, Why did that's... you do that in Arius's voice? <laughs> oh no, Arius is my inner goblin, <laughs> my inner hobgoblin. Um, and I think a, a, an emotional high. I mean, we've had so many. It's hard to, to. I don't know why this one comes up. It's from this. It's from the the fifty, the twenty thousand leagues under the sea monster arc. 
But it's when, like, we were trying to, like, open a door. <laughs> and oh, God. We thought it was locked, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it was, like, it was... It had, it, like, it had, like, levers next to it and symbols on the door. So we our, thought it was locked and we had to pull all these levers. Yeah, arguably, like, nothing happened, but the, 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 we made so many... It was just a lot of fun. And I remember we got to the door and I was like, man, that was... I wouldn't mind doing that again. It was, just, it was really fun. And I was like, this is what happens when you got four really just great people mm. coming to a door. And then it's just, then you just push it open. I don't know. So no, I understand. Fun. It's, it's, it's the highlight of, of the game. You know, it's mm. like you, you thought you knew what was going on, but then, you know, it was just the, uh, the subverting expectations. Oh, yeah. And Dave was so happy. Happy. Was so happy. He was so happy. It took you guys it. like thirty minutes just to push on the damn door. <laughs> I what is was it? like, yes. I if I'm trying to think of a like low point, it would actually be uh, I I DM a couple of other games and like just completely off air just for fun. There's one player who just isn't aware that when he kills the tension in every scene, charges headlong into everything because he's the barbarian that the rogue who would maybe like to sneak into a place or you know the 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 wizard who'd like to like or the bard rather who might like to try to talk their way through something doesn't exactly love that and it turned this like i think it was like a 15 20 session small shorter campaign it kind of made the ending of it like by the time we finished it, everybody just kind of felt like, I'm kind of glad that's over. Mm. Mm. And it was that lack of like being kind of empathetic to everybody else at the table to realize like, hey, this choice that I think is funny or this choice that I, it's what my character would do, detracts from like for me as the DM, it made it really hard to create any kind of stakes or tension because any sort of like feeling goes away once you hit initiative and once you hit like oh well you ran into a camp of 15 kobolds and like two orcs or whatever and but then i think a high point it's still kind of sad but a high point of just being emotionally intelligent was the rogue in that campaign actually said hey i'm not going to play in the next one that we run because that's like Unless unless we can talk to him and get him to like realize and recognize it. And so he made this very emotionally intelligent choice that like I'm going to get angry at a friend of mine in real life because of this imaginary game. I'm gonna step away from the table. Now I think we're like twenty five sessions into this next campaign and he's grown or the 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 barbarian's grown so much. And now the rogue player is like, Oh, I would love to come back in now and like now we can have this good time so i think that like awareness of just hey at the end of the day it's a game and i don't want that game to make me legitimately mad at a friend of mine in real life i think that's that's been a high point for me to be able to witness of just people being aware of each other and themselves uh which comes off the back of people not being aware of each other and themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, really the only thing coming to mind for me is a high point of, I think, our emotional intelligence and communication. Uh, the episode where we first arrived at Neverwinter, uh, (laughs) 
because uh, specifically in that episode was where I felt like, and I, I feel like a lot of us uh, echo this thought is that that's where we kind of hit our stride and like got on the same wavelength as to like how to pace things and how to how to like uh, bounce off of each other and know when to step back and when to be silent, when to jump in and add something if you have something valuable. Like we knew those things, but like we really at that point in that episode, we we really uh, like solidified that sort of thing. Like we were doing clear scene cuts and back and forths. And well, I, I was gonna say that's really interesting that you bring that up because that's when we first started as players, and even David as the DM mentioning the camera, like mm. camera fades to black or camera pulls here, and like us as players were doing that too to like kind of take control of it more a little bit and just be like this scene's done now mm-hmm. and like we as players can say that and dave trusts us enough to be able to be like yeah. and fade to black now we can move on to something else it was also the first the first time we ever split the party which maybe means we shouldn't play together maybe we should split the party more we'll get more emotionally intelligent <laughs> <laughs> just, just get out of here i don't know i watched scooby do a lot as a kid and that <laughs> Uh, that's an argument against that concept. Oh uh, my god! The never made them more emotional. Never a good idea. <laughs> that's so true. They always like, are. Hey, Scoob, we got away from everybody. Hey, what if we eat a lot of food now? <laughs> Freddie was was always like, "Hey, so we're all a team, which is why we should never be together." So <laughs> leave right now. So the first rule take of this teamwork: dog, go over there, find this ghost. I'm gonna go hang out with my my two friends over here. Yeah, including the smartest lady in the van who could never figure out how her glasses strap works. <laughs> if she just That's got those sport glasses, like the goggles, just mm. goggles, baby. Yeah. Bro, we're talking elastic. Yeah, I'm talking elastic. stretch and slap. <laughs> I, I, I like that, Christian. That, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. I, I, I do feel like on that episode, yeah, we reached. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just felt very yes and, and like, everyone was just like jiving off each other. It was good. It was fun. It was some story got progressed, and I feel like we all grew as um, as players and as 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 people. It was it was quite cool. Yeah, because like there there is a difference when you're playing just to play, and when you're playing to create a story for an audience potentially or you're like making a podcast and i feel like that moment was when we also just kind of began to understand like oh like we're keeping this in the back of our minds that thought that we're how we're creating this or what we're creating this for so that intentionality came through in the way that we played how we paced our scenes knew when to stop or when to go and like that type of stuff that i was saying jason that actually makes me think of a question we, we've talked about this quite a quite a bunch on the on our show do you all notice with with all the shows and stuff that you guys do and all the games that you all play? Uh, do you notice there being a difference in the way you play and the way you interact with each other, the way you perform when you know you're like recording for your audience, or is as is it kind of the same for you guys all around? I mean, there's some differences, like because uh, the group I p- record with is also largely um, a group that I play another in person mm-hmm. non recorded game with. And there's a lot less table talk uh, when we're, you know, recording for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. A lot less side conversations. But we definitely initially had our our stumbling blocks. Our DM also, uh, even though he had a lot of lots and lots of experience playing, 
he had never DM before this our podcast either. Mm, wow. And you know, you, there you go, talk Dave, about, a fellow homie. Yeah, you talk Pick about the cursor effect on you know the Pathfinder side. You know, it's Glass Cannon podcast yeah, is Glass also Cannon. very popular, and he's he was a big fan. And there was a lots of like little idioms and stuff, and like a lot of other people were trying to do little things like other popular podcasts, and we had to kind of break down. It's like like you guys had mentioned we can't try to be somebody else like we have to play mm. our game mm. we have to like because when we're having fun mm-hmm. that's when we're the best to listen to but you know we we have to be ourselves to be popular and be successful or not but either which way it's not going to be fun if we're trying to be them yeah it's, the minute you start really trying to make a show versus play a game and turn it into a show i feel like yeah. is when it kind of it loses it the the genuine appeal yeah and for us it was also you know there's that like you mentioned that uh getting the characters used to each other learning who your character is and like how mm-hmm. they're going to re- interact with each other and you know we had all of that going into it mm-hmm. and also our complete inexperience with recording in general like none of us had ever done anything like this but then we hit hit our stride like you said and we've, I don't, like, I can't think of an episode where it happened. I think it's because we went into it thinking about it as a podcast. And you you do have to have that balance of, like, okay, we're playing a game, but it is also for entertainment. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there are times, too, combat. Like, David, you do the editing. Mm-hmm. I, we just had a big boss fight. Mm-hmm. And it was an hour and a half episode. But when I was mm-hmm. done editing it, it was about an hour long. Mm-hmm. Because combat takes so long, but it's mm-hmm. such a big part of the game, but you're taking mm-hmm. all this other stuff out. So it's it was different, mm-hmm. but then we became much the same with less table talk because it's better to listen to. Yeah. Interesting. No, and I, I, I love that. Because we, uh, we played together for a year uh, about with like... Anything. Yeah, some, something around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, it was completely off-air and everything. I think it was after like session five or six of that off-air campaign that we were like, we should make a podcast. Because uh, literally, Andy was moving to Chicago for grad school. David Sorry about that. Uh, was over <laughs> in L.A., me and Christian were, were getting a little further from each other and everything, like, location-wise. And so we were like, let's make this game to just play and still hang out with each other. And then we were like, well, why don't we just make it a podcast? And that difference, the very mm. first session we played with a mic, first of all, was horrible. It's awful. Because there was three of us around a table yeah. with one microphone and then david skyping in and his mm. audio just it's... being picked up on the microphone yeah <laughs> oh we yeah didn't, we didn't but... pull the the skype audio it was literally they just turned up my speaker to like speak into the microphone and but but <laughs> so the bad. the difference though like everyone was operating differently the minute that mic was live and we played like like over that year you know we all started getting used to file management we all got mics and getting more and more and more and more used to just being live having a hot mic and then you know then it kind of just becomes i don't even notice there's a mic half the time anymore 
So yeah. like I, it, there's a huge like comfortability to just knowing that you're being recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a kind of a similar story. Myself, Britt, our DM, and Kurt, we started gaming together in 07. Oh, wow. And back in th- with third edition. And Neil joined us in uh, probably 2011, 2012. Yes. And... Um, Pete joined us a few, uh, probably about three or four years ago. He's my my brother-in-law. And we added Will and Mark for the podcast. And But, like, some of us, we've been gaming together for so long. But, like you said, when we got got on a mic and it became a, a thing, a product, mm-hmm. that it just it kind of changed the dynamic for a while until we, we figured out that it shouldn't and i also i feel you on the um the sound quality we tried lapel mics for our first nine episodes and one of the guys just would not hold still and we we it's like god can't keep doing that (laughs) yeah we we were lucky enough that we had that year off air so nobody had to see all those blunders and Mm -hmm. things like that so we could just arrive on the scene with all this knowledge and experience (laughs) the funniest part to me me is we have like i don't know over 30 recorded sessions of just like slowly improving quality of audio but it's still so bad (laughs) because for a while we were all just playing with headsets yeah like (laughs) yeah we actually put out an episode zero that was like this is our paraphrasing of the first nine episodes when until we got actual microphones yeah it's like if you want to listen to them great if not we don't blame you because also like i'm doing all the editing and my sound design experience is uh the podcast hear that well i think that's that's so it's, a, it's an interesting thing, and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Almost everyone who, I, who I've come across with who's tried TTRPGs has loved it. But not everyone has done it on air. And I think that's such an interesting switch to flip. Um, and just to kind of bring it back to the topic, I, I think it requires... Maybe it's not really emotional intelligence, but I think it requires a level of just presence that... Like to be able to perform, be able to keep it feeling real, and like keep the, the the connections between the people, which is what TTRPGs are all about, making them feel genuine, and uh, not just making them feel genuine, keeping them actually genuine. When you have a microphone stuck in your face, and you're thinking about, okay, well, I'm gonna have to cut this part out because it's just 15 minutes of us talking about penises or something. Like, like I, think, <laughs> I think it's give the audience what they want. Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> Well, that's why we named ourselves FEP. We know what the audience would want. Um, no, I, I just think it, it's an interesting thing that I, I like to talk to all these different podcasters and streamers about because I, I think it is a journey to get to a level of, like maybe professionalism is the wrong word, but to get to a level of where you want your show to be, but also at the end of the day, at the end of, at the end of the day, it is still a game playing with friends and people that you care about and making and telling stories of people you care about. It's like, how do you balance the the emotional intelligence side of things, like those interpersonal relationships with the, like, oh, like, we're making a product here. Like, I think I just think that's an interesting thought area. And I <laughs> wow. think it's a huge piece, like, to be able to understand that, like, together as a group, like, mm-hmm. that there there is going to be a difference. But at the same time, 
like it's still us playing together and like it's it's a it's a line to be towed right in the sense of balance yeah in in the sense of like uh mm-hmm. andy you're muted uh, i i specifically wanted that to be muted oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad joke but yeah uh tell the line in the sense of um yeah maybe maybe we don't spend two three hours on a downtime episode of us shopping and like just making dick jokes or or do we because that's that's us having fun like that came about because we are enjoying that like where you know where does that mark fall Mm. yeah we we decided early on like our catch our initial catch line was um we want to simulate an experience like you're actually at the table and i've never sat at a table even at a convention where things didn't just go left all the time and you know tangents and things like that Mm -hmm. and we start every episode with probably 15 minutes of just just bullshit Mm mm-hmm we you like know, whatever's on our, our banter mind. moment <laughs> yeah you know and it's it's fantastic it helps loosen us up and the way we record too we do three episodes once a month and you can kind of tell though because as you go through when you hit the third episode we have the least amount of banter because we're like okay let's play <laughs> let's yeah. go let's get to it yeah wait so you record three episodes in one sitting yeah wow that's yeah. impressive. And that's why sure. we do it once a month. Like we basically you, we block out a whole day and we just go and record, all, and then that's we're done for the month. So we also only have a biweekly release schedule, so it's a little bit easier for us. So you're keeping yeah. up with a bi- biweekly release schedule, but also building up a backlog with your third episode. Yes, and that way we can take off. Um, we take off December for obvious reasons. As do we. Yeah, yeah, but we don't we don't have a backlog. We don't have a backlog. Yeah. See you in January. <laughs> we also we don't record in April because of Ayo. the convention that we all run. It's called Farmageddon. Uh, That's cool. Not all of us run, but you know, if you don't, they don't run. They attend, but we are. It's a charity convention we do down here in Farmer City, nice. or I guess up here for most of you. And, um, <laughs> all of us currently. Okay. Well, you said move to Chicago. I didn't know if you were still stuck there. Uh, Stuck. You're muted, You're Andy. still muted, Andy. <laughs> he wants to be. <laughs> I specifically wanted to be. <laughs> is that a... Where is Farmer City? Is that... Illinois? It's like right smack dab in central Illinois. Oh, very nice. Illinois. What's Farmer- Farmageddon? That sounds tight AF. Well, like I said, it's a game convention. Uh, like I said, we, you know, we play Pathfinder. Pathfinder has a huge uh, convention support thing. You know, volunteer regional organizers all the way down to like, you it's know, all they the cover stuff, right? Say again. It's all the PAX stuff, right? Like PAX East is that? Or, oh no, Paizo. Sorry, I'm thinking of Paizo. Paizo. Yes, PAX yeah. East is a different is a different convention. Yeah. Um, and in other years, we have had uh, DDAL there as well. We've tried to do some other things, like we were all, all geared up to do a Warhammer tournament and everything, and have a big oh. thing there, and then it, you know, was COVID, mm. uh, so we uh. didn't, uh, because limitations on who all, like the number of people that can be in attendance, yeah. but, you know, we, uh, we raise ch- uh, money for charities and donate them out, usually to scouts, and yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, we're on our eighth year. Whoa. Uh, you know, by the time this comes out, listeners, you know, we'll be well past it. But um, you can always <laughs> check out for Farmageddon 9 at farmageddon137.com or 
you know, linked on our Facebook, Podbean, all that stuff. We hell yeah, we uh, we we love doing it, and uh, it's something that I wanted to do. Um, there is a convention here in Illinois called Winter War that has been running almost as long as Gen Con. Oh, wow. And I started going probably in like 2009, 2010. And I loved it so much. And I wanted to like start getting my, my gaming group to go. And I finally convinced them to go. And then a couple years later, I'm like, okay, now I need to convince you to start a convention. <laughs> just kind of... just. I don't want to say I was edging them because that has different connotations. Yeah. But I I yeah. <laughs> you were pushing something along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just rubbing it out nice and slow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had, I had some real joy. That's the climax, though, was where it really. <laughs> oh, God. It's been out. a long one, too. We're like eight years running. Eight oh, year climax. An eight year climax. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can only imagine. Can only imagine when How that many day gallons at this point which Armageddon <laughs> have raised. Oh man, so much, so much. Basically, you know, they don't even ask for donors for the local sperm banks. They just come to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get your cups right. ready. It's fun. It get is. Time. <laughs> Let's get that juice. Oh, well, it sounds like a great way to. To end our episode. Oh no! Really? End our episode on emotional intelligence with, with that post nut clarity. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're never I, I emotionally emotional intelligent. intelligence. And when you are post nut, <laughs> truly, and it's it's nothing but shame. <laughs> I'm so, so keyed in. Well, we my know what Andy's shit. kink is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, degrade me. Uh. All right, listeners, thank you for joining <laughs> us for another Shop Talk show. We will see you later for the next one, which will be on something that I haven't even set up yet. So <laughs> thank uh, you for, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, boss. Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Music by Lee Rosevere. Serpent Skull and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.